Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Matt Connor Whiteley, bringing you psychology news and easy to understand and engaging psychology facts. For more information and the backlist episode show notes and more information on psychology topics, please go to connorwhiteley.net and I hope you enjoy the show. episode 36 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Connor Whiteley, and today's episode is on anxiety disorders and the types of... Today is the 29th of May 2020 as I record this. So moving on to the psychology news section, I got the the British Psychological Society, the Psychologist magazine, the June edition, and there was a massive section on sexual harassment in psychology. To be honest, I actually started recording the news section... I went into it and I was just thinking, there's so much here, it's so controversial, I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not actually going to cover that. So I'm still on, I'm still using the magazine, but I've put out two slightly more safer topics to talk about, and to be on safe and also, I don't know, it's just... So the first one we're going to talk about is, is lack of sleep a problem? So because there was quite a lot here... I'm just going to quickly list off like a few things so that the article says so you'll be familiar with the with the um time concepts of larks early to bed and rise and rise too early and owls late to bed and late to rise yeah that and then what the article then goes on to say is that well this is not an actual problem about larks and owls. I know this from doing my research for my biological book. Is that because of our development and how we and how we develop as a humans throughout the human lifespan, we start off as larks. So we go to bed early and we get up early, and then we become owls. Well, some of us do. When we move on to adolescence, because adolescents have a need for staying in, well, for sleeping in later developmentally. So that might help you with an argument with your parents, maybe, in the future. And then, yes, that, and to be honest, there are problems with a lack of sleep, mainly because of anxiety, OCD, ADHD, schizophrenia, PTSD, all kinds of mental health problems are associated with sleep problems too. It is now recognised that the relationship in a circulator with mental illness and insomnia exacerbating each other. So basically, the article is telling us that they're all interconnected. For example, if we have a mental health problem, then yes, then not getting enough sleep will make it worse. And then if we have... Yeah, but then the another interesting one is that depriving depressed people of sleep works as an effective treatment. This was shown in a series of studies starting almost 50 years ago, but as it started to become, but it has become a standard therapy only recently. Healthy people with deprived of sleep was generally finding their mood worsens, but for people with depression, staying awake for, for at least a night can do the opposite, temporary anyway. The impacts are rapid and work on almost any patient as studied in Denmark, for example, has found exactly how the treatment works still being debated but it's thought to shock the sluggish biological clock. So that's actually quite interesting because you would thought that they would need sleep and everything. But I guess it actually makes sense because depressed people, if you have really severe depression, then you tend to sleep a lot. So 
I don't know, it's a very interesting thought, and more research does need to be be done on it, but it's definitely an interesting start. And then another article that I want to talk about from the um, Psychologist magazine is about Brexit, because... <laughs> oh, because um, with the coronavirus going on, we've not heard a lot about Brexit, except tons of people... In fact, a few people on the news saying that we should not focus on the coronavirus whatsoever. We just need to focus on Brexit. I've sort of laughed at those people. But hey-ho. That and the whole article was talking about Brexit and anxiety. And that the fears over Brexit, whether it's no trade deal, whether you're a EU citizen in the UK and vice versa. And it's just so complicated and so yeah, well, like, basically, but like, Brexit is creating a lot of anxiety. Yes, so all I can really say is, is, is that, to be honest, is that, well, if your anxiety is bad and if you are concerned about Brexit, I know I am, to be honest, because I know I would not have voted for Brexit, but there is a chance that we could make a success of it. And I just think, if, I think, I think it will be interesting to how it plays out. And you never know, there could be some great opportunities around so, if you're really concerned about Brexit, talk to your friends and family. Try and, if it's really serious, then please seek out professional help. It does make you weak and you could feel better. And yes, so let's move on to the personal update. Moving on to the personal update. Well, I've finished the clinical psychology book, so that will be released in August, most probably, and it's just sort of been a quick, a sort of a quick week, and I've been doing bits and pieces, bits and pieces, but I can happily say that I have done, I have prepped two courses, courses so far, and I'm hoping to record them in the next few weeks. I would have got them done today, but I didn't feel like it, and it's just that family life and just yeah and it's just and it's just yeah so so that I plan to do them over the next few weeks so, so the courses are on what causes depression and what causes anxiety yeah so we're sort of like preludes into that today but yeah so that yeah so that hopefully you're going to be look forward to yes then next week is sort of just like a write-off week because I'm just I've got exams and I've got my grandma's funeral Yes, that's something to not to not look forward to. And I can happily say that when you hear this on the 1st of June, whoa, my new psychology books will be out. So you can now get biological psychology, cognitive psychology, and abnormal psychology, and they're all second editions from Amazon and all major ebook retailers. And you can also get the paperbacks available in large print and print. Oh, and the workbooks on Amazon. So please feel free to check how them out. They're filled with tons of great information, and I, and I know you're going to enjoy them and learn something in them. So, and because this is a really quick personal update, personal update. Today's episode has actually been sponsored by my new. actually been sponsored by my new releases. So we're just going to focus on one. So today has been sponsored by my abnormal psychology second edition book. So, do you want to know the causes of depression? Do you want to know how mental conditions are treated? Do you want to know about anxiety and its types? If the answer is yes, 20 of these questions and more, then this book is for you. I shall learn about clinical psychology, abnormal psychology, and a lot more in this easy to understand way. By the end of this book, you'll know what causes depression, 
and several other mental conditions and how they're treated and more by this topic today to read about this truly interesting topic topic and that is available on all major ebook ebook retailers so with the personal update done let's move on to the content part of today's episode moving on to the content part of today's episode we're going to be looking at anxiety disorders so this topic i actually quite like so we're just going to dive into it so first of all why anxiety disorders because I think in pop culture and society and all that stuff, well, that was on psychology terms, um, is that anxiety is thrown around quite a lot. Like somebody may just say that they're anxious or, or that they're suffering from anxiety. And sometimes the people have it, and but a lot of the time when people use the term, they don't. And so it's sort of become one of these references where people say it and they don't actually acknowledge how bad it actually is for some people so anxiety disorders so this is a group of disorders that are i'm just thinking about that word disorders god anyway <laughs> it's just a bad term to use are distinguished by feelings of wrong and intense stress as well as when the sufferer tries and makes attempts to deal with these feelings the methods are disruptive and largely unsuccessful and just to highlight how not bad but how moderately common that's what i've actually got in my notes here is that the lifetime prevalence so and this is about how common a conditioning is in a population so is it's a 29 percent um kessler and all 2005 meaning that 29 percent of the population has the anger has a type of anxiety disorder so this differs throughout the different types of anxiety disorders but 29 percent that's not far off from a third of the population so that's very severe and so that just shows how common it is and that this is something not to be taken lightly so but the question this raises is what are the different types of anxiety disorders oh yeah that's why i should just add that anxiety is more common in women than men between chaco kessler and davis 1999 so the first one is phobias so phobias i think we've all heard of and that's because they're so regularly used on TV and in the media. So, phobias. So, a phobia is a very intense and irrational fear that is usually paired with a great determination as well as effort to avoid the object. So, one example of this is like if you're if that if so if you have a phobia of spiders, then you will pretty much do everything in your power to avoid spiders. You would not want to be in the same room, and that's just quite dreadful. And this actually reminds me of something else in my bio, in my abnormal psychology book, Second Edition, is where I actually talk about one of the treatments for it, which is, um, off the top of my head, it's um, in a theto um, desensitization. And what it is, is that you have to imagine that a spider's in the room with, well, with you, and then, because that would be, yeah, because that wouldn't be as fearful, and then what you have to do is that you slowly have to increase the more fearful scenarios, such as a spider crawling towards you. I think a lot of podcast listeners have just shuddered at that fault. That's like um, one aspect of phobias, because there are many. And then the prevalence rate of this specific phobia is 13%, again, Kessler North 2005, it's actually a great bit of research because it's given us tons of facts about anxiety disorders and women are more likely are twice as likely to have a phobia to have a specific phobia than men 
Baden and all 1988 and the first time I actually read that name or further it, I thought it said Bourbon so yeah so I'm um, sorry about that and then another type of phobia is called a social phobia or social anxiety disorder and this I actually knew a sufferer of and it was quite you know this is going to sound bad from a psychological standpoint it was interesting to see her and watch her in social situations and to talk about her anxiety with her we were sort of friends and yes and it was just quite interesting but when I actually started to research social phobia it was I came across this really really interesting fact so interestingly it's not only negative perceptions or evaluation that is fearful but positive evaluation as well Weeks, Hemberg, Rockberg and Norton, 2008. And in my book and in my notes here, I've actually got this really good example. We'll get to that in a minute. So um, that fact makes this disorder very interesting because it's natural to assume that the person would be concerned about negative evaluations like, she looks awful. What is he doing? What an idiot. The gym obviously isn't working for them. And I love that one, not to be horrible, but how I actually got the idea for that because it was a conversation between my family and my brother's ex-girlfriend because we were just talking about it because she wanted to join the gym and she was listening to all of her fears and that and that and I've actually quoted what one of them was so I going back to the notes it makes almost no sense for them to be concerned about positive evaluations such as he's a great talk that's an amazing piece of work I love your cake server nonetheless one of the possible reasons for why sufferers of this condition might take positive evaluation is because it sets a standard. And we're all human, so I think it makes a lot of sense if we're quite scareful, <laughs> fearful about not meeting a standard because we all like to please people, most of us do, and we hate to let people down. So if we fail at a specific standard, then we are failing and that can hurt us in emotional pain. Where was I? Um, leading people to judge them because they failed this time. So um, one example that I used here is like going back to the Sarah example. If Sarah makes a great cake and her friends think she's an amazing cook now, she could become anxious over the f over the thought of failing to bake another amazing cake, and therefore her friends would judge her to be a failure. A failure. So that's quite sad. Yeah, that and men and women are equally affected by this disorder and it typically manifests in childhood and adolescence. Robinson, Jr., 1991. And going back to the girl I was talking about, though, is that um, for her, it manifested in adolescence. But something that I found really interesting about social phobia is that it can only, that sometimes it's only limited to one situation. For example, speaking in groups, whilst in other cases, social phobia is a widespread and generalised to all or many social situations. And like going back to the girl that I knew, she hated meeting strangers and talking to them, and she was fine being the centre of attention for other people that she knew. Yeah, that... God, the stories I could tell, but the stories I'm not going to share on this podcast. Ah, oh, but there is a massive down... Well, of course there's a massive downside. Side, um, fine then, fine then. There is another downside, sorry about that, for social anxiety disorder is that when forced into situations people that suffer from social phobia may use drugs or alcohol to fortify themselves and this increases the risk of alcohol and substance abuse or dependency polak 2001 and 
so, and it's a real shame that this does lead to so many problems for the individual. And then the last one, oh no, but actually there's a two more we're going to look at. So the yes, the next one you've got are panic disorders. Yeah, so like all types of anxiety disorders and their panic attacks. But in a panic disorder, these panic attacks come out the blue. So yeah, that and anxiety disorders are characterized by repeated and debilitating panic attacks. And these are sudden episodes of horrific bodily symptoms like choking, chest pains and distress. So not nice at all in the slightest. I do feel sorry for yes, like that. And unlike other situations where the panic attack might be specific to one situation like talking in a group, a panic attack, oh, sorry, a person with a panic disorder can have a panic attack in any situation. And it's 5% women and 2% of men who get this Barlow 2002. So the last one we're going to look at is called generalized anxiety disorder. And this one's quite interesting because unlike the other disorders that we've spoken about, it's actually quite interesting from at least a clinical standpoint, not for the individual whatsoever, is that people with phobias, I was about to say, phobias and panic attacks sufferers and suffer massively and their lives can be very disturbed. Both these conditions are limited as without the stimulus or trigger, these people can function almost normally. Of course, whatever normally means. But this doesn't apply to people with social, um, with generalized anxiety disorder, because these people aren't anxious about a particular thing. Instead, their anxiety is continuous and severe. This disorder is relatively common as it has a prevalent rate of 6%, Kessler and all 2005, and it's twice as likely to be found in women than men. That, when I was doing the research for this, uh, Book, episode lectures whatever is that i found this a great quote from somebody who actually suffers from from generalized anxiety disorder it's from white 1999 page 72 i'm so nervous about making a mistake at work i take all my reports home to rewrite them the night before i'm supposed to hand them in and i just i read that and i thought and i sort of went ah oh. and because that's just quite from the way she's saying it i think she would have to have tons of reports to write and it's just I feel so bad for her because she has to do all this extra work and she's that anxious about it. Yeah, so people with generalized anxiety disorder worry about everything and anything, as well as these feeling as these people feel inadequate, can't concentrate, are oversensitive, and many suffer from insomnia, which is actually quite an interesting topic in itself because if you ever do get around to reading my biological psychology book, second edition, and you go to the sleeping section, there's this great sleep disorder that, I don't know, I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it, but I was in fits about, I was laughing so much about it because it's awful, but some of the examples in the textbook that I sh later shared in my book was just brilliant. It was just that the stuff that the body does sometimes is quite hilarious. I won't spoil it for you. Yeah, that, and according to Rickens and Ryan 2001, these behaviours can be accompanied by irregular breathing, chronic diarrhoea, rapid heart rate and excessive sweating. So in this episode, we've looked at quite a few types of anxiety disorder. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode. Have a great day and I'll see you at your next time. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found it useful and engaging. Well, like if you want to see a show notes, backlist episodes, and more information on psychology, on psychological topics, please check out ConnorWhitley.net. And if you want to get a free book, 
as well as other news about writing and psychology, then please check out. Yeah, but then please sign up for my newsletter at ConnorWhiteley.net. Have a great week, everyone.